I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Footballers. This week, I have the full panel with me, Wise FIFA, Paul Rightfoot, and Matt Lamborn. Matt, I heard you had some struggles this week. Yes. Yes, I did. You know when you've been And I don't of, mean in the bedroom. Yeah, not, not there. I'm, I'm always like King Dingling in the bedroom. But you know when you've been like working hard all week and you just think, you know what, I'm going to invest some time into Ultimate Team this weekend, play some weekend league, I'm liking my team at the moment, everything's looking good. So I've gotten into this habit of playing my qualifiers and weekend league like consecutively on a Sunday, which is quite a grind, but I find that playing the qualifiers gets you into a good rhythm before you start weekend league and you sort of tend to have a flying start anyway. Long story short, started playing about 1pm on Sunday, lost the first game like 5-6, really close game where the guy got a couple of fortuitous goals, you know, like rebound type stuff. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I played well there and scored lots of goals. I'll go again next game. Pretty much the same thing happened. Before I knew it, I was six games down. <laughs> like, so I had to win the final four to qualify. And I would say in that run... That's never good. No, never good. And in that run, there was only one guy I played who absolutely played me off the park. He had like icons all over the place, like an Henri you could just score with at will. And he just hammered me, so I quit at like sort of five two or something like that. And that was the only result I gave away. Anyway, long story short, I didn't qualify, so that kind of killed my weekend. And that's the first time that's happened in probably years. So I was a little bit pissed off about that because when you put the time aside to play something that you know not many people seem to be playing <laughs> at the moment, and then they don't let you play it for one reason or another, that's just like fuck my life. So yeah, that wasn't so good. Not to sound naive, but could you have just restarted a playoff and gone in again? Are they, they track it? I'd have had to have played the rivals to boost the points up. Oh, okay. You know, they don't, because I remember in the past, like the, the rivals quality or the qualifications for the playoffs used to stack. 
And so you, I, I just didn't know if like if you maybe had another shot. No, not on this oh, occasion. Oh, my though. loot. Yeah. Although it's funny, I just logged in today and they said because of all this stuff they're doing for the Euros, here's a free weekend league entry so you can play points. <laughs> <laughs> so at least I don't have to qualify through rivals points again, but I'm still going to have to go through the qualities as, as per usual. But uh, to try and avoid this from happening again this weekend, if I do decide to play, I'll, I'll try and get my qualifiers done much earlier so I'll give myself a second chance if I need it. But you know, it, it sucks when you, you've put the time aside, you're looking forward to it, which most people don't seem to be at the moment. And then you get... like The game has this weird habit of conspiring against you at times. I'm sure we've all felt it from time to time. I was just, are you saying scripting? It's called man? scripting, man. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean the scripting element. I'm not even going to go there. That's, that's a separate argument in its entirety. But I feel at the moment, and since the patch, actually, that there's something very wrong with like matchmaking and ELO because I'm coming up against teams I've got no business coming up against like the quality of the teams the standard of the players it seems so much higher than Div 5 or 4 which I tend to frequent at and then in the game and this isn't scripting it's just how the game falls where enemy player is one on one with you move the keeper save it but it just rebounds perfectly in their path and despite all your best efforts they just get a goal and he's like what the fuck just happened there and that has happened time and time again I love that he said enemy player yeah (laughs) They are the enemy. Is this going to be a complete overhaul of tactics, complete overhaul of players, complete overhaul of your controller? You might have to buy a new one because you smashed it. What are we, what are we looking like? Actually, yeah. I was really happy with how I was playing. Really happy. I was scoring plenty of goals. I think there seems to be one thing or another, and you said, well, that's an obvious leak, where I seem to concede a goal in the first 10 minutes almost every game, and I don't really understand how it's happening. It's something to do with with kickoff or whatever, but they get me in the first 10 minutes almost every game, and I'm just like, this is so weird. I'm not like doing weird shit where I'm losing the ball in my own half or anything. It just seems to flow for them in their favor. It's very strange. But I, th- I would say the only thing I do need to do is I've got an obvious problem in my defense where the icon Kuman I use as one of my center backs is a very good player in general, like his distribution and everything, the free kicks, the corners, it takes the penalties, but he's just not good enough with the standard of strike you're coming up against now. He gets bullied for pace and power a lot. So that one needs upgrading. Everything else though seems fine, but it was a real humbling experience to say the least. Well, in those, those moments where you can see in those goals, in the first 10 minutes, have you watched any of it back to see if it's something you might be doing that you aren't noticing or is it a behavior of your AI, do you think? I think AI has something to do with it, yeah. I don't think it's my behavior, if I'm honest, but yeah, of course, you, it would, you'd benefit from having a less subjective eye, sort of have a look at your gameplay and see what's going on there. Um, but I know it's easy to say when you're sort of analyzing yourself, especially in real time, but there was so much of it that didn't feel my fault. But I was just getting hit upside the head by, you know, fortuitous happenstances for my opponent or the enemy, if you want to call it that. And yeah, it was just all a little bit weird, to be honest. And as I say, matchmaking in general is just so bizarre at the moment, particularly like in rivals or weekend league. As I say, the quality of the teams I'm coming up against and the amount of like, top rate icons and Mbappes and stuff you come up against. It's just like, is there no like 
safe zone in this game whatsoever where I might actually get like a, a game where I'm on an even playing field. It doesn't seem like it at the moment. So yeah, very frustrating and all, to be honest. Yeah, matchmaking's been a bit weird, um, I found, in Champs this year. But I think in Rivals, it's just a lot of people who just play enough every week to get the seven wins. So they're not going up through the divisions. You know, they're not grinding 10 or 15 games in a session and, and flying up through the divisions. So you're having like really, really good players who are in Div 4 and 5, even 6. Like sometimes I play people in Div 6 or on my other account and I'm like... I'm still in 7. How? Like how am I playing these people who have got player of the month Mbappe so they're in the menus enough to be doing or spending enough money to be doing player of the month Mbappe and, you know, 5, 10 million coin teams just popping up on a regular basis. But... I do feel like the matchmaking is a little bit messed up this year. And I also think like, and you see it with some of the pros who are getting like 16 wins in a weekend. There's so many little bits of things that can just, you know, just mess you up that it's easy to lose a game. Um, And I were talking about on stream yesterday, my gameplay were all right yesterday for the most part, but then I went on stream and do you know when you're waiting for your players to receive the ball and it just seems to take so long for them to receive the ball and you to take a turn? And while you're doing this, their player is speeding up behind you, coming in and taking it away. Like, and there's just no. Uh, and I haven't really had it since the patch. Uh, but yesterday, I had it bad. Like, I just could not get out of the back. You know, I was sending driven balls up, trying to move quickly. And. You just play badly when it's like that. Um, and it just really takes the wind out of your sails. Um, and I was just about to knock the stream off and disappear. And I thought, oh, I've got some, um, the advent calendar and stuff on my second account to do. So I went over there and I thought, oh, fuck it, we'll play a game. So I played a game and it was so nice. Like the gameplay was so crisp. It were a complete different game to what I've been playing on my um, on my main account. And it just baffles you, doesn't it? Because I'm not... We're playing in the same session, um, different game mode, you know, but yeah, I think I went into the cup um, and it's a low ELO, a, a low squad uh, matchmaking on there because I'm in like Div 7, I think, on that account, or Div 6. And the team that were on there, they had like Cruyff, Mbappe, uh, Ginola, Hullet. And it's like, this is like madness. Um, but even like in the cup, I played that cup and you can have one player six, uh, 86 or above. Like people had the best team, best 85 <laughs> rated team you could buy. Um, plus an Mbappe or a Hullet or whoever it was. And you're like, man. Who are these people? Where are they? And they always seem to crop up in that cup, always. That cup's just serves me right, don't it, for playing it on a Sunday. The optimization this year might lend also to the struggles in rivals with the with the fact that people are like, oh, if I wanna if I ever want to complete my Evo games they play the bare minimum amount in rivals to to where then hey and it, so it's a form of a sandbag for sure absolutely like and i do think that that plays a bigger role 
this year than ever before because there's so much to do in this game besides play. We talked about our menu grind and our casino grinds, but I also think that that comes in where people are being very tactical because a lot of people care about this game a lot about where they position themselves in the division so they don't have to play squad battles, that they can play rivals and tick their objectives or evolutions and therefore you know us as a player base uh is there's misalignment unlike before i think sometimes as well it's not even about doing it tactically um i've played so many more squad battle games this year because of evos um i just Ah, had time Mm -hmm. to play those games in rivals you know so if i want to get my wins i'm playing my rivals games i'm letting squad battles sort of play in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Um, so that that sort of time, which I would have normally played in Rivals, is now being taken up by me messing about in squad battles while I'm doing other stuff most of the time. So I think for a lot of people, they've played, you know, I've played more squad battles this year than I've played in the last four years combined. Um, and that's all down to down to Evo. So I think sometimes it's not even necessarily tactically, it's just just a time thing. Yeah. It's a hundred percent not tactical on my part, but the little bit of time that I have, especially in the holiday season, you know, late November, December plus work, everybody's out on vacation, people are sick. The little bit of time that I do have to play FIFA, I'm not gonna play, play rivals. I'm gonna go play friendlies, I'm gonna work on Evos, and I don't have time to play champs. So I'm just there. And then there's the relegation factor. You have super short seasons and they're going to relegate you one, two times, what, every four or five weeks, six weeks. So naturally, your very casual players are going to be down there that should be up higher. But I don't see how you can fix that with the current format unless they went back to something like they had in 21. What was it? You know, skill rating wise, you just kind of float wherever you go, you go. But the relegation factor I get it. It has to be there because otherwise you're kind of stuck in a place that you might otherwise not want to be, but it really fucks up the experience for everybody else because of people like myself. I think they should relegate on, on performance though, not just over a period of time, because you say it's a short season, but if you're getting hammered every game, it's a long ass time to get sent down a couple of divisions and then hope that you actually match up against people in your sort of skill rating. I'll tell you, I've got one more quick anecdote for you whilst we're on this subject. Is um, not this weekend we've just gone because obviously I missed that one by not qualifying, but the one before, I played all 20 games. And weirdly, I only played against an Xbox player one time, given that I'm on Xbox. I thought, that's really weird. And I just wonder if that's just the look of the draw thing or is it more symptomatic of the fact that fewer people are playing competitive modes at the moment? So I was just constantly up against PlayStation players the whole weekend and that seemed to um, continue into rivals in in that week as well. So I did try changing my matchmaking settings to play against Xbox only and yeah, I was getting opponents but the the standard didn't change. They were still mega tough. It just took slightly longer to find opponents sometimes. But Obviously, we don't have access to the data on how many people log in and playing every day, your daily active player rates, whatever it is, EA want to call them. But it does just seem to stack up that there are less people in these modes in particular based off exactly what you guys just said about Evos and squad battles and stuff. It's uh, having an unintended effect, it would seem. And as long as we have skill-based matchmaking, I don't see it going away. It's always going to be an issue, no matter which way they go about doing this. Uh, wise, I mean, you you had such a hard time this last week 
you actually, well, I'll let you tell the people, you actually broke one of your appendages. I was so raging at my player movement that Paul was talking about with not being able to get the ball fast enough that I busted my thumb uh, pushing down the right analog stick. No, no, no. Sadly, I did have a IRL injury, which if any of the supporters are now looking, showing off my beautiful reflective little, uh, not stint, splint. Those are the words I was looking for. And so now I have a casual excuse not to uh, play a competitive FIFA match. It is sad, though, because it is the time of year when people have time off and especially myself and around the holidays always like to maybe we bust out a couple packs. Maybe we get a couple players that we want to try out, but we'll make it work. I uh, I do believe we talked about it earlier on the pod. There are plenty of people out there that are playing FIFA with a lot more hindrances than this. So I just got to get used to it and I'll uh, I'll be back up and running in two to three weeks. We wish you well, Wise. Hope you, hope you get well soon. Thank you. Yeah, no, back to just menu. I'll, I'm just going to be talking about the menus like I always do anyways, yeah. as the listeners yeah. know. And I might be right there with you with the broken or sprained hand wrist because I uh, got some good news the other day. My Alicia Lehman calendar, uh, my autographed Alicia Lehman calendar has been shipped from Switzerland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, they're not gonna, there's not going to be enough. There is not going to be enough <laughs> lotion in South East Texas to set us up. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I didn't think I was going to get you. it for a while because they were supposed to ship in November and uh, it took forever. But yeah, it's on its way. We'll update you and we get it. Yes, Paul, I will send you pictures. Yes. Well, send me them quickly because that calendar is going to be destroyed within a week. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need, we're going to need you to try to resist to so that the, everybody should become a supporter so they could see the video podcast of you just holding up the, the pictures. <laughs> Proof it's still in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's absolutely. It still baffles me that somebody, somebody I know, has spent real life money on that fucking calendar, and I still talk to him. He's even more baffling. Matt backs me up. Come on, back me up, Matt. What on Lehman? Yeah, on the collector's edition calendar. calendar. She, she's not my she's not my favorite in the game. If that's what you you're getting at, he spent about seven million dollars on a fucking oh signed God. calendar. Was not seven million dollars, maybe pesos. How much was it? It was 200 bucks, 200 US dollars. 200 bucks, yeah. That's how much my car costs. <laughs> Did you say cat or car? I car, hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a matchbox car. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, I'm just getting my car repaired now, and the amount I'm spending to get it repaired is more than I paid for the car. That's the sort of vehicle. We're using to drive to work and back. Are you just now? I'm picturing you in like the Mister Bean car. <laughs> no, it's a nice car actually. It's a nice little. Have we all uh, got Honda like a Civic. favorite heartthrob female player in the game this year? Yeah, yeah. Who is it? Sergio Ramos. Oh my goodness, that's gay. I, I believe him, but <laughs> that is so, so gay. That was no, really no, vehement. I'm joking. Ginola. <laughs> He modeled his beard on Sergio Ramos's head. Yeah, he did. Sergio Ramos's head. Matt, who's yours? You know what? Someone I'd never heard of before playing this game, but every time I see a face come up on a card, it makes me very happy. And you'll go, ooh, she's not that hot. Or if you say Megan Rapino, you are fired, sir. No. Uh, Amandine Henri. She's lovely. I don't know the name. 85 the rated, plays for. What is it? LA Angels or whatever yeah. they're called. Angel the Angels, I see. She's very pretty. Okay. There we go. Oh, she's French, yeah, she's, right? 
pull. You said, she got the power shot too. Yeah, okay. yeah. I could see Matt using her in the Matt meta. Oh yeah, she's she's strong too. That's Matt Dude, meta. They give yeah. us another one of those CDM. But there's that rare. Speaking of Evo, bringing this back to people, there's those Evos for like the rare defender. You probably could throw her in there. A nice little little bump. I'll throw her in there. All right. Well, we all know Hunters is Alex Morgan. Aside leashily, <laughs> given the fact that he actually uses her, uses her in game. Wise, who is yours? I don't remember you. Oh, I don't know. We have to we have to get all these. That's a good one. Just so the people know. Mm-hmm. There's just so many. There's just it, it, how could I? Paul and Janola. The uh, if it's a guy, it's cool because Janola is Paul's <laughs> and Ramos. He wants to. He wants to. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no, I get it. What a weird segment. This, this is, is. A, a strange segment. <laughs> a strange segment for sure. This is the most obvious segment of the year. I'm surprised it's taken this long. <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. Yeah, it should have happened week one. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to to wise decision. It's a life decision. It's a big deal. Yes. Um. We had a lot of content to go over this week, like a fuckload of content. So I went through and I put all the, the content from every day, every SBC that we got just to see it on paper. And it's, it's quite a lot of content, like ridiculous amount of content, but it's probably just been a basic week, right? Did it feel like a, an average FIFA yeah, week? They, I feel like what's been difficult this year is they sn- not sneak. I know they've been releasing at the beginning of the week, we got it today, what they're planning on releasing through the week, which I think is helpful for us. They needed that because I felt like there were things that I was absolutely overlooking when they came to objectives and SPCs on the, given the fact that the companion app didn't work. And then also I wasn't scrolling through all those tabs at this new menu system on the console. So I mean, I, I like the fact that they were giving us, you know, a decent amount of player SPCs per day. And the, of course we're getting our, upgrades that paul can absolutely talk more about given the fact that he is uh i don't know if the word is addicted might be addicted but it's definitely paul how many of these how many of these uh upgrades did you do this week like of these special like the 85 plus player pick the 100 player pack which one of these did Um, you actually i did that one should we just go through ones i didn't do (laughs) yeah that's fair that's fair probably better i only did the base hero once okay and i got a, it was a dupledly king or freddie youngberg um oh. so it was shit don't do it um great value but uh, yeah and i only did it because i was on stream and people were like oh i've just seen somebody get ginola and smaller egg and i'm like well i'm not gonna get that i'm gonna get a dupledly king um and yeah i got a dupledly king but the other ones are all right. The like the eighty three times ten where you need an eighty three mm-hmm. rated squad um, and an inform. Like I love the ones where that require informs because I'm buying informs every week and they make ridiculous coins. Uh, we got one today, eighty four times five. Is it? It needs an eighty two rated squad and an inform. Yeah. So and it's all right. Like there is there isn't really any SBCs that I've been wanting to do. Um, until Eusebio came along. Um, so now all my shit's going into there. But, you know, if there's no SBCs you want to do, why not do the gambles? You you might pack something, you might not. Um, just don't put tradable stuff into them, is my advice. Just use the untradable shit you get, which we get lots of. Um, yeah, and just keep firing it in there, and eventually you'll pack something. You know, I've had Ribery and Dalgleish this year, which are both great, straight into the team. Um, you know, you it might take you till Christmas to pack something. Um, 
well, you know, that's next week. But, you know, you know what I mean? You might uh, get something along the way. But um, anyway, guys, I'm going to have to nip. So I will catch you next time. Yep. All right, Paul. Thanks for stopping by with us for a little yeah. bit. Nice one, guys. See you later on. Peace. See you. See you, mate. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Paul, did you do this uh, Di Lorenzo to to strengthen the uh, the Serie A team? Paul just told us he was leaving. Wise? Did you mean me? Did I say Paul? I meant Matt. Damn, that's crazy. We're still getting used to the. <laughs> we're still getting used to the, the, the new. Cr- no, just kidding. Wise is on pain pills. I probably will do it, but I haven't done it yet. I'm not in a hurry for a, a new right back, so it's not top of the list. Of yeah, it's fair because you play. Are you still playing the three back? Or the five? Is it? Uh, yes, although sort of systematically in game, Karsdorp sort of slots into the sort of right back position, and he's yeah, he's, yeah, that's a good so, point. Especially going forward, mm-hmm. which is what lets De Lorenzo down. He's very solid defensively, but was lacking good like passing and crossing. Yeah, which is kind of essential for the way I play. I, I mean, I feel like that's a such a big deficit this year. <laughs> that position still is the right back position needs to get sorted out and we i don't think anybody's really found the 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 good balance of a a super good attacking or b a super good defender i don't know if we even have someone that's both besides the really high level icons yeah exactly that i would say i mean what hunter you're still using kyle walker yeah and he's still really effective yeah really effective i mean i don't know I feel like there's always a one position, maybe two, that we always just lack options. And it seems like right back is usually always one. But I think it's worse this year because we don't have, like, Cancelo's got some good right. cards. But normally, Gold Cancelo has longevity, which he did not have this year. So people can't afford the other versions. Well, most people can't afford the other better versions. But wingers, too. Usually, it's like right winger. It's like Salah and... Maybe Dembele. Yeah, right? Like Maybe Dembele. But for me, Dembele just disappears from games he always has. It's really weird. Like some games, I forget that he's even there. But uh, what about these evolutions? I know, Matt, you're you're big into evolutions. Paul is really big into evolutions. I haven't really done any of this week, but there's quite a few to do. In particular, there's some really good ones that are paid. Uh, the pitch commander looks good. There's two of those. And the rare defender looks really good as well. Did y'all do any of these? I think I put rare defender on a Robin Gosens that I'd already even Ooh, okay. one time. So he's quite a solid left back, left midfielder, or you know, a bit of a small centre back. So that's one out of left field. But um, having used him the previous year, he had a special card at the beginning of the game, which was really good. So I kind of had an idea of where that was heading with an Evo. 
But some of the others, though, we're kind of hitting this wall now where Evos are becoming as frustrating as they are novel because there's just too much limitation. You know, I want to build something, you know, quite, I don't want to say OP because that obviously just breaks everything and EA don't make money. It's not going to happen, mm-hmm. but something that you can pick out of obscurity and, and mold into something usable. Um, I, I don't want to have to do it three or four times to get them somewhere. Or it just seems that every time you Evo a card that's semi-interesting, <laughs> the improvements then take them out of step two, if you get what I mean. So there's just too much compromise and it's very frustrating. Um, I've got some good cards in my Evo collection on Outovich being the standout of the lot. And I'm hoping to get Fellaini to somewhere semi-usable, but because he's 90 plus physical, he's just almost certainly not going to fit into any criteria. And I think this is where Evo's kind of falls on its backside a little bit. They need to just open up the criteria just a little bit, just so we can be a bit more imaginative and, and varied instead of just going with the the meta choices that are thrown around on Twitter or the game itself sort of pushes you down into in terms of its recommendations when you go into the Evo menu. I kind of want to circle back a little bit. You know, I wanted to have more discussion about it, but I know Paul had to leave, but this whole matchmaking debate, do we feel like skill-based matchmaking is is an issue? Is it making you not want to play the game as much? Or is it just a gripe? I'll jump in, Mars, if you don't mind. Yeah. So where I'm at with it, I'm as like, engaged in the game as I've been in a long time. You know, every day I come in from work, I just want to play for like two or three hours and enjoy myself. So there's no issue in terms of it putting me off at this point. But I must say this experience that I had over the weekend, and not just that, just intermittently throughout, where you're just constantly getting matched up way over the odds. It does create like a tinge of, I don't know, call it anger or disappointment, frustration. I'm not sure what it is, but you never want to log on to a game, whatever it is, never mind it being Ultimate Team or whatever, and, and wish you hadn't done that. That was a waste of time. And that's what it ends up being sometimes. The the chances of you enjoying all the games you play is is very slim to none because generally most people only enjoy it when they're winning. I can take enjoyment out of losing sometimes as long as I feel like I was in the game and competitive, which I was in this weekend qualification run. So many games I lost narrowly and I felt good about how I was playing. So I carried on, no, no bother, but it just got away from me by the end. And at the end of that, it's like, that's a fucking waste of time because I didn't gain any reward from playing that. The overall experience was poor and something's not quite right with the matchmaking, whatever it happens to be, whether it's because of lack of population in terms of players available in those game modes or something else. But coming away wishing you hadn't done what you did is not a good look for for EA. I'm sure we can all agree on that. 100%. I mean, I kind of think about other hobbies too. Like, do I ever feel like when I go play around at golf, do I leave the golf course like, fuck, I'm so mad that was a waste of time? No. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't go play golf anymore. Yet, so many people have terrible experiences in a particular gaming session and they just keep on playing. Keep on playing, play one more match, play one more match because it could be different next time. And I think that's the issue. 
I was listening to Foot Weekly this week and I heard them saying the same thing. Like one of the people in there was saying that they thought it was really good after the patch. And then somebody else said, well, I've had a completely different experience. My game felt like this. Even Paul, he was playing on his console and then switched to a different account on the same console and had a different experience with the game. That should not be the case, but I think it all points to matchmaking. I think if they put more emphasis on that, people's experiences would get better. Yes, you'd get thumped every now and then, but that's just gaming, right? I mean, in Warzone, we go on and play sometimes, we get absolutely destroyed, and we know we didn't deserve to win, so we just go play another one. You know, it's some, some people are just better than you. Change your expectations, and I think maybe you'll start to enjoy it a little bit more. Or don't play it as much. Yeah, there's, there's the whole balance. Yeah, I do think it helps as well. Sorry, Waj, you... you oh, no, know. I was just going to say, it's a, it's a tough balance to, to walk, and video games try to do it so much where it's, you know, there's the, do you want... You want to maybe frustrate your player base just enough to where they want to get better and invest more time and keep dangling that carrot rather than, you know, completely making it easy because that there's those two sides of the extremes. You're trying to hit a bell. You're trying to hit a bell curve, right? You're trying to have that meet in the middle rather than it being too hard where you get completely discouraged or be way too easy. And I, where you're rolling kids and it's not worth the time to, to Matt's earlier point. And I think this year might just be a little bit different. They'll need a tweak. The and we're talking about skill-based matchmaking and rivals is made like I think they need a tweak it there because clearly the system isn't working. People are gaming it. But I I I do still think a lot of people I hear a lot amongst my friend groups, so this is anecdotal, say, hey, foot champs is a little bit more of an enjoyable experience. Been hearing that a lot lately. And so it's, I wonder if then that means, hey guys, you need to reevaluate the game modes on offer. We maybe need to overhaul how people interact with this game. I'm not saying have foot champs every day because that's not sustainable. Like I do like its novelty of a weekend league, but maybe the way that people interact and how you get matched isn't a rival system isn't the way to go. Maybe there is a different type of pool that needs to be created. So we'll see. That's that's a pie in the sky situation. But there's those are just my little two cents. Sorry, Matt, didn't mean to, to jump on you there. No, no, that's cool. All I was going to add to that is it also doesn't help that, and I know we've said it so many times and so many other people say it as well, that we have, I don't want to call it a community because I don't think there is a foot community. No. I think that's, that's bullshit. And that's kind of the point I'm making. Like, for instance, one of the games where I had this struggle in weekend league qualification I went 3-0 down in the first half and got it back to 3 all early on in the second. Like The tide just went my way. Like I'd figured the guy out or you can call it scripting, whatever it was. Of course, he just insta-quits on 3-3. Free free. And it's just like, what's the incentive to stay in a match where you start falling behind? There is none. There's no punishment for quitting early and there's no incentive for staying in the game if people just quit all the time which is tends to be what happens people get salty when you don't quit at 3-0 down because they want to get their games done quickly yeah. and then you battle back and then they just fucking dash on you and it's like this is the kind of bullshit we have to contend with yeah. every day it's not just weekend league it's in rivals too but if you're looking for uh, a wider playing field in rivals and people don't have the incentive really to complete their matches, particularly if they're not on a winning streak. If you just go 1-0 down in a game and you're not on a streak, you might as well just quit. There's no reason to stay in that game whatsoever. And that's part of this overhaul in game modes and game variety that I think Wise just hit upon. It's like, this was okay when they started out doing it, but 
Things yeah. have clearly changed. Player mentality and behavior has changed. They need to reevaluate and overhaul as well as the games that are on offer and change it up a little bit. Again, I, and I think it was an unintended con. I do think there is a large portion of the... The player base is we have absolutely gotten so much more reward focused, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That is human nature. It is what it is. Uh, and I and I'm not saying that Evo's. I, it's just such a new game, like a good new game mechanic that is excellent, and I want them to continue it. But I do like this game was always going to have a little bit of an issue where okay, now this there is a new incentive in this game. It is can I make my online games as easy as possible? so that I can upgrade these cards and maybe get an advantage here or there if I want to play that way. So I do think like all these factors are coming into play as they've evolved the game that I want them to don't, I don't want EA to feel discouraged to, to not, you know, to be, or get defensive. Like I feel like they have responded to some of our criticisms or in the past where they're like, no, the blah, 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 blah. We're not doing that. We're not, but it's like, okay, no, no, let's, let's make this game better because you have a lot of great things on offer that need to just be optimized. And I'll die on this hill. Drafts like there needs to be like like a perfect example of that is why have you just let foot drafts go completely stagnant? That could be such a great compliment to the grind fest that is rivals to the grind fest that is weekend league. And at the same time, it's a little bit better level of competition than squad battles, which I particularly don't have an affinity to play. And so it's all those things. It's like, oh, yeah, you have you. You've told us. We have a platform now where you're not tied because FIFA license was a little bit hindering. Let's see what we can let's see what we can do because they can't afford to have this game sputter, given the global game global video game community at the moment. Yeah, and this is just me being cynical because well, I'm the cynic on the podcast, but I think this plays into their business model perfectly. Whether it's intended or not is another matter, but. I would hope that they don't shoot for this because that would be extremely toxic, but the variance in gameplay match to match and the perfect mm-hmm. level of frustration to the point to where you're not quitting, but you continue to return. I think it's no, absolutely right into it. Oh, go back to the store. Look, we got these flash packs and blah, blah, blah. And you can get this. And since we're talking about packs, we'll transition here. Uh, I saw some people talking about it in the discord before we started. Um, well, just about at, right after 6 p.m. UK. EA Sports FC Direct Communication put out a tweet just now that said earlier today, the Euro Ambassador player items were unintentionally released in packs. This has been corrected to the item's intended rarity. Impacted players will receive the corrected content in the coming days. So if you got some of these, I think they're blue, little blue cards, like swap tokens maybe? or No, no, no. These are these actually, I was going to ask you guys if you guys received this. I think this is from your pre-order. It's like a Euro Ambassador situation. These are like actually good cards. I got Dembele. Like I got Dembele in 80s. Yeah, I got like an 86 Dembele. Um, there's like Van Dyke on offer. Uh, they had a whole little, little sheet of it here. And I was going to ask if you, and so I feel like those were then released in packs. So when, if you were opening your packs, you might've actually packed them. But uh, I wonder what, uh, what you guys are like, if you guys, cause it's not like we all didn't pre-order this game. If you guys got this pack. I'm checking. Yeah. A load into the, uh, I was a bit late with my pre-orders, oh, so okay. uh, I got on the bandwagon a little bit late. So I'm, oh, I didn't get the ultimate edition. Put it that world's, way. So. World's smallest violin. Whatever rewards were attached to that, I didn't get. Yeah, no, honestly, you don't. You don't need to. We, as we get older, you know, there's. It's so easy to to fall into the habit of buying the pre-orders, but you don't need to necessarily for the game. <laughs> the game to have its worth. I'm excited to hear what I. I did not. I didn't even get it. Oh a, man. 
Oh I get man, a maybe I just was luck of the draw. First time in a while that I uh, I loaded onto the game in anticipation of reading through the menu stuff, and I wanted to do that Frankowski SBC. That's a deep cut here. He used to play for the Chicago Fire. He plays on Lens now. The right back, as we were talking about right backs, uh, wanted to give him a shout. Mm. Uh, we'll 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 see. He, that just goes to show that I'm a little bit behind on my content. He's a radioactive player, <laughs> so he's in the right place at the right time. Well. I'm not going to use that Dembele, though. He'll probably go in an SBC. Probably. It's kind of late for that. I did see a question, though, before. It's going to kind of be of a, a shorter week this week due to... We're going to have some other stuff coming out later in the week, but kind of pressed for time this week. We had a question from Corey Borealis, and he says, am I the only one who thinks it's bonkers that EA has a sales tax? Why? What's the point? No other game I've ever played taxes fake coins in a game, and it goes to nothing. Wise, you could probably speak to this, the reason for a tax, because it is it does serve a purpose. I can give a reason that I think I remember hearing back in the day. Matt, I know you've played just as long as me. Do you actually know? I can give you a comparison to the business I'm in as to why it happens. Well, I will just say my my point on this was they did it. I think that they did it to avoid the... It was a a way to avoid the coin farming at the very beginning of Ultimate Team. And like we're talking foot 10, foot 11, foot 12. That'll be part of it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I will also let Matt explain now what he, uh, the reason they, they do it. Sure. So if you think about how many ways there are to generate coins and packs in this game, and there wasn't really any method to take coins out of the game, then... You know, an economist could speak to this better than I can, but you're going to get a very clear and obvious problem with hyperinflation in the market, whereby there'll be so many coins in the game and none getting taken out that everything will either become worth nothing or worth incredibly high amounts because the coins just aren't going far enough in terms of the the value that they have to buy things. So I don't know, you might look at a card that's say one million in the market as we know it right now might be ten or fifteen million in a hyperinflated market where coins aren't getting extracted. So foot is a game whereby people can create accounts pretty much willy-nilly. And we know like our own Paul has multiple accounts. He's generating coins on all those accounts and he can essentially push all those coins into one purchase to go onto one of his accounts that he uses as a primary. So if they're not taking coins out, the market would, would basically get flooded and devalue everything enormously also acts as a mechanism on EA's part that the more buying power they take out of the market for every one of these little trades that has made, they're sucking 5% of coins out of the market each time, especially when you think people are trading some really massive cards. That will enable demand for people to load up on packs to get the latest and greatest cards every week because there just isn't going to be a surplus of coins around to service that demand week to week so it's how they one keep sales going through for fifa points but it also serves a greater purpose that the stuff that you buy with those points or through coins that you earn in the game actually has some value because if they don't it'll all be worth nothing and it'll just be a massive token gesture and uh, there'll basically be no market side of the game without it essentially no and i uh i i absolutely the inflation bit is is spot on of why they do it but i venture to think Nowadays, with the ability for EA to be so good at enticing people to get rid of, or not to get rid, to do SBCs and these gamble SBCs, I feel like that is such a better method for that, or not such a better. That is a tool and a lever they've absolutely been pulling 
to curb the inflation and manipulate the actual market prices of these players uh, for so long and or the total value that each player has of coins. And you see it like this year, you've seen it more than ever where there's these giant crashes every week. There's no point in holding tradable players outside of SBC fodder because the the ability of EA to pull the content strings, to pull the SBC strings, to like just dangle that carrot enough is has allowed them to retain the value and or drive prices down. It's kind of like maybe even a reverse inflation. Yeah. There's a um, a yes and a no to that though. Wise, you've got to think that the reason why there's so many like SBCs and little in menu things to dump your fodder into is it's basically to wipe out the perceived value. And I say perceived mm-hmm. yeah. quite strongly here that you get from all these daily packs you get because realistically they don't want you to gain from any of that. It's to make you feel like you're getting rewarded, and then they give you something to convert them to churn them out into something else. But in reality, they don't want you making any progress of your team from stuff that you get day to day. It's either got to be a one-off random reward every few weeks, every couple of months through gameplay, or you go big on buying packs. So they have if they're giving you rewards every day, and we're getting so many packs for just logging in for playing the odd game, they have to find a way to get you to willingly hand that back to them so you still perceive that you're receiving value for them, even though most of the time you're putting them into a player pick and getting like a 80 rated or less gold player back and it's actually worth nothing. But because it's occupied your time, most people perceive they're getting value from it. But in reality, it's just like a stalling tactic. It's just getting you to, to log in and fool around in the menus, but ultimately most people aren't getting anywhere. Every now and then someone packs a miracle, but it doesn't happen very often. Well said, man. I would have pulled every word in my vocabulary and tried to put it together. I couldn't have done that. That was amazing. If Very I could well snap, I'd be snapping for, 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 for Matt right now. Snaps for Matt. Wise <laughs> 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 can't snap. Huh? <laughs> but you got to think, it's like the, the state of the game has been in, in flux for a number of years, right? And some people will say this version of the game was better than the other. But I think we can all agree generally that gameplay hasn't always been the highest priority. and I think EA probably know that if there was no market or no menu stuff that people would lose interest in just playing the football sim very quickly. So how they keep you logging in and just logged into the game and being active but not actually playing football, it's quite telling. I would say I spend at least, if not more than 50% in menus rather than playing matches. And it'd be really interesting to see a breakdown on the overall player base, what the distribution of playing time is. But yeah, without that in-game menu active time, you know, they'd be selling a very different story to their investors. I guarantee you that. It's that time sunk fallacy too that we talk about all the time. You know, if let's say you spent 50% of the time on menus. So let's say on a Saturday, you spend two two hours on the menus doing whatever. You feel like now you've, you've put that m- amount of time in. Now I need to go play because, well, I've already put two hours into it. Otherwise, what the fuck is it for? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that are out there that are like that. I hate menus. I don't sit on menus very often. and in turn, I don't play the game and grind it like I used to. I just, maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know. But it would be interesting to see, yeah, if we could ever get that data. But That just reminded me of something that happened on Friday night. So I'd saved a few packs, just what I'd earned over the course of that week. So um, rivals rewards, the stuff that I'd gotten through objectives. And I had about 35 packs. And because I'm not spending much money on the game this year, I was 
very intent on recycling everything perfectly and not discarding anything. So for 35 packs and then recycling duplicates back into like the, the radioactive um, 100 thing that you have to do took me about seven hours. <laughs> so I'd logged on to play, literally Jesus play the game on Friday Christ. night, thought I was just going to open a few packs and play. And then by the time I'd opened all the packs, I had no energy left to fucking play. It was like two in the morning and didn't get to play it again until Sunday when I had that shit run. So you, know, you could just say, stop being a tight arse and discard some shit, which is perfectly fine <laughs> and fair, but I didn't want to. And it occupied way too much of my time. But you know, EA win either way. They got me in the game and active, but uh, I didn't get to play football. So there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, Wise, this is probably going to wrap us up, but before we close it, I wanted to share a story with you. I noticed your little handicap situation. Over the weekend, I went to a, uh, in a paraplegic strip club. Okay. Place was crawling with pussy. <laughs> yep. Knew that was coming. <laughs> knew that joke was coming. I can't remember where I saw that joke recently. Oh my God. I, I literally so just canceled. saw that joke somewhere. Oh my God. I saw it on TikTok the other day. You did? Oh my God. <laughs> There's these Australian people that I follow. They're, they're, they're kind of smaller starting up, but they do their show where they tell jokes and somebody's on the other end. And they have whoever laughs first has to take a shot of whatever. Oh yeah, doing. yeah, that's exactly that's exactly. Yeah. I think I saw it too. Yeah, it's like the two guys, two girls situation. Like they, they yeah, sometimes it's have the so Asian. So funny. On. They have yeah. some really dark humor, but it's hilarious. Yeah. It's my kind of humor. Like it's, it's great. We'll have to get Paul with that one. Can you? I, mean, I I don't know if Paul would be able to walk. Speaking of crawl, Paul would have laughed so hard he would have fallen out of his chair, banged his mic, all of those Paul, things would have. Paul would have fucking pythons for arms. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's gonna wrap us up this week. Unless you guys have anything else. No, I'm just going to wish Matt a uh, better luck this next weekend. Thanks, mate. Yeah, Appreciate good luck, Matt. I think it goes without saying I'm not going to put too much time into competitive foot over Christmas because I can't be that frustrated and angry whilst I'm uh, taking a break from work. So, Just menus for me. That'll be fine. Yep. And uh, we're supposed to be getting together in a couple of days. We'll put out a little Christmas special. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If we don't talk to you before Christmas or the holiday period, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you do. And uh, we'll see you back in the new year. But stay tuned. We'll have something out later on this week. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.